If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. Radical self-care, five steps to nurturing your innermost self. Hi, friends. Today, we're going to talk about radical self-care. Now, when you say you're going to do self-care and it's in response to being burned out or tired, that's really recovery. It's not self-care. In my world, self-care is the consistent, regular, protected actions that we take to allow ourselves to keep giving from the overflow, to keep our batteries charged up, if you will. And so radical self-care is a phrase I use when I'm talking about that need, that importance of taking care of ourselves first so that we can take care of work and the other things that we want to get done. So I have five steps. There's more to it. This is the beginning This is the wedding, our taste buds to remind us that radical self-care matters. And it's much more than getting a massage or getting a manicure. It's much more than taking a day off and being a couch potato. Real self-care is realizing that you are beautiful, you are capable, you are lovable, you are above all valuable, and you have a right to be here. And taking care of yourself being a good steward of the life you were given is of utmost importance. So here's how you can be a good steward. First thing, the very first thing is realize that your essence, your being, your person, your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, social self, all the nuances of who you are, are perfect, whole, and complete, just as you are. We live in a life in a, a life in a world that's so full of you know personal development and it's you're never quite good enough, right? Or we always want the next best thing, all of those things. But I think it was Carl Jung that said, until we can be totally comfortable with where we are, we don't, can't give ourselves permission to grow. So growing and giving ourselves permission to grow does not mean there's something wrong with you. It means that you are, understand that. The world is always expanding and we are designed to always be growing and evolving. So when we look at ourselves and our self-care from a place of growing and expansion, that's different than looking at taking care of ourselves because there's something wrong with us. So I'd like you to look at yourself in the mirror, like when you can, right? And say, you know, I've made it this far and I've done really good, even on those days where I'm not sure I was going to do so great. And you made it. So now what can you do to be a good steward of all of your resources, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually? What can you do? 
to allow yourself to see your own beauty, your own goodness, your own essence, that own fire within your inner self. So be a good steward. And stewardship means taking the highest care of. And the next step that I love to talk about is doing nice things for yourself. <laughs> like, you know, I think it was nice Nike that had that phrase or somebody had that phrase years ago about just be nice, right? And I'm like, just be nice. Be nice to you. If your inner language, your inner self-talk is not something that you would say out loud to another human being, why are you saying it to yourself, right? Make sure that your language and what you're saying to yourself is kind and true and nice, right? And do nice things for yourself, like maybe take a bath or wear clothes that have really good yummy feeling fabric or allow yourself to experience color or nature in a way that makes your heart sing. But do nice things for you. So many people are conditioned and trained to do nice things for everyone else, take care of everybody else and put themselves last. Well, that's not noble. People who were taught that were taught incorrectly because that was the way it was way back when, or maybe just yesterday, right? But that's not correct. If you don't take care of yourself, you're never gonna, never gonna be able to take care of someone else. So start being nice to you. The way I see it, you've done a great job. You are doing something in the world that is serving you, that is working, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So be nice. The third thing is to have healthy boundaries. Now, healthy boundaries are really important because so many times where people get themselves in a jam is with squishy boundaries. Squishy boundaries or unclear boundaries can yield all kinds of confusion and upset and, and even you know, allow things to happen to you or to someone else that, that didn't mean to happen. So we want to make sure that our, right, our outer boundaries, that's how much of, you know, how close we allow people to get to us that those are clear. We also want to have our inner boundaries. That's how much of you that you show up into the world with. And so it's going to be different in each situation, right? So some situations you'll bring all of you to the table. In some situations you'll bring a different level of you to the table. And in every case, it's important that we nurture ourselves and pay attention like I wouldn't bring 100% of myself to an interaction. Maybe, you know, like if I was saying hi to somebody when I was putting gas in my car or a cashier at a store, that's a different interaction than when I'm being a mentor and guiding somebody with major life decisions and asking reflective questions so they can see for themselves the importance of what they're doing, which is different than when I'm hanging out with a bunch of friends of mine at Disney World. Now, still all of Diane goes to all those situations, but different parts of me show up in different ways. That's inner boundaries. Then, of course, there's the energy boundaries of how much of our energy do we give to what? To ourselves, to other people, to situations. So having healthy boundaries, boundaries that work in your favor, boundaries that support your happiness and success are very important. Now, what I've learned over all the years that I've worked with people, 
is that most people, when they start working on themselves, don't have boundaries that work really well for them. They're often a little bit shaky. Or they're also a little bit uh, squishy. Or they're not clear. And whenever you have unclear boundaries, it's kind of a setup for problems to happen. So start getting clear and setting boundaries that are healthy, meaning they work for your good interest and they work for the interest of people around you as well, where everybody wins. If you do not set healthy boundaries and you let people walk all over you or you play martyr, you're not doing anyone any favors. In fact, you're causing harm because people are respected when they have healthy boundaries. One of my boundaries is my yes means yes, my no means no. So many years ago, I would say yes to everything. In fact, my father taught me that. Say yes to everybody and do what you want to anyway. That's what he told me. I don't subscribe to that viewpoint. So as I got older and I got into my 20s and I realized that, that what he taught me was ineffective. And so I've changed it. My yes means yes, my no means no. And many times in my younger life and, and you know, at different times throughout my life, I would say yes to something and then go, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. But I would still deliver on my word because I said yes. So you give yourself permission to sit back and think and meditate on any yes or any no, unless you're certain. But make sure that your boundaries are clear. It's important for your own health and well-being, and it's important for your relationships on every level. You're more respected when you're clear about your boundaries than when you're being people-pleasing and running all over the place and not being clear. People who are vague and people-pleasing are not as respected as people who are clear and have healthy boundaries. The fourth thing is to become your own advocate. And I think this is really important because a lot of times I have a lot of clients of mine that that even though they can speak up in the corporate world or in their work um, or in their family, sometimes they have difficulty advocating for themselves for themselves in general. They might be able to advocate for their child or their coworker or their spouse or their friend. But when it comes to advocating for themselves, it's a little tricky. They don't normally do it easily. And so becoming your own advocate is extremely important. It is a way of nurturing yourself. Just like you would stand up for an injustice to a friend of yours, or you would ask all the discerning questions at a difficult doctor's appointment for your friend, are you standing up for your own welfare? Are you taking care of advocating for yourself? Really? Now think about it. Do you advocate for yourself? Do you stand up for your needs? Do you request what's important to you? Are you able to release attachment to outcome? All of these things are important. Being your own advocate requires stamina. It requires love and kindness. It requires clarity. And it requires healthy boundaries. What's okay and what's not okay? And how are you going to speak up and in what situations? It's very important. The fifth thing I want to talk about is self-compassion. Now, compassion 
is not the same as agreeing with, right? It allows us to free ourselves from the inner criticism and the inner judgment. It allows you to put down that baseball bat that you have that you beat yourself up with all the time that maybe nobody else knows but you. You know, I read some research recently with that that people as women spend like 50% more time than men, if not, I think it might even be higher than that. I'm not exactly clear. Um, cutting themselves down, looking at themselves in the mirror and cutting themselves down. And most likely nobody else even sees what they see. I know that's happened to me before where I've said, oh, I don't like this about me. I don't like that about me. And my friend would look at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you saying? I don't see that. And I remember one time thinking that my hands were stubby and short, whatever that meant. And and I was over at a friend's house and nobody knew I thought that. Nobody knew I thought that I had two shorter fingers or whatever. And I was doing something and my friend goes, you have beautiful hands. So see, my, my, my head was lying to me, was cutting me down. And so we wanna have compassion for ourselves, which releases that judgment and that criticism. So whenever your brain goes to that area of cutting yourself down or judging yourself in any way, you're out of line and that's not nurturing. So if you're not doing radical self-care and nurturing your inner essence, then it's difficult to be compassionate. So compassionate comes first. It also is a result. So it's all woven all through this. The definition of forgiveness, people say, oh, you got to have self-forgiveness. That definition is to have self-compassion. Because the definition of forgiveness is to have compassion for. So can you go through a whole day, maybe even a week or a year, releasing the negative tendency to judge and criticize yourself? Can you put down that bat? Can you put down that harpy kind of naggy inner voice and realize that you are doing the best you can with what you have right now and realize that you are perfect, whole, and complete and realize that with radical self-care that includes healthy boundaries, that you too can live a life of compassion and success and fulfillment. Can you do that? Can you choose the road of radical self-care where you're not just doing something superficially nice because you're tired or burned out, which as I said before, is a form of recovery because recovery means to feel better. But can you be, be proactive? Can you say, you know, I'm taking care of myself because I'm valuable and I'm being a good steward of my resources. And in order to bring my mind and my emotions and my physical self forward in a way that's meaningful, I must take care of myself first which is a radical way of looking at it. It's radical in the sense that it's not the popular view. The popular view is work, no pain, no gain, push, 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 push. And then when you're about to be burned out or you are burned out, you do a few things nice for yourself or you rest for a few days and then you go on again. So I would like to invite you 
to be your own advocate and setting healthy boundaries. To remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. To allow yourself to be nice to you. There is nothing noble about cutting yourself down or being rude to you or hurting you in any way. Nothing noble about it at all. So these five steps are not the only five steps, yet they are important five steps to radical self-care. It's important that we have protected and dedicated time each day for our own well-being in whatever way that looks like. It's important that it's protected and dedicated, and that's radical. Because we live in a society that says if somebody texts you or the phone rings or something happens, we have to jump right on it. So can you turn your phone off long enough to be compassionate and kind to yourself? Can you set healthy boundaries so that you get the sleep and the nutrition and the hydration and the movement that you deserve? Can you love yourself? and advocate for what is right and true and just. Five steps to nurturing yourself. It's radical. So I hope this episode has reminded you that you are important. You are valuable. Every part of your being is needed in this world. That heart's desire of yours is meant to come out. And we do that with healthy boundaries and good stewardship. If you have any comments or questions, or there's a topic you'd love me to cover on a future episode of the Someone Gets Me podcast, send me an email. That's in the show notes. And I'll be answering you. But become your own advocate. Be nice to yourself. Because you deserve it. Of that, I'm certain. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you. Because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. And it's a mighty one indeed. So until the next episode, be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.